Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast, the show where two roommates, roommates, Corbin and Cody, give their unfiltered opinion on one movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about The Princess Bride. But how can you be sure? This is true love. Oh no. Is this a kissing book? No. Actually, there was a lot of treachery, peril, and revenge. Prepare to die. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> yes, sir. Back for episode two. Cap is um, officially off the rails, I'd say. Thanks to everybody that watched the first episode. It dropped this morning as we're recording this. Yeah. Shout out to Aiden and Jake for the promotion. Got a lot of good feedback, I think. So. Uh, I know Emmy said she listened to the episode. Yeah. My sister was listening. A lot of people told me they were listening. Um, yeah, so shout out to everyone that listened, and we hope you're back for episode two. Definitely a different movie this week. Uh, yeah, we, we've gone into a very different direction uh, with our choice this week. The, whole, the theme that we talked about last week was presenting movies to the other person that they haven't seen before. Unfortunately, Corbin has basically seen every I mean every movie known to, to man. Um, so I had to go into the vault for this one. This is one of my childhood favorites. Like you said, The Princess Bride. I believe it came out in 1987, which was over a decade before either of us were born. Yeah, 13 years prior to my birth. <laughs> um, but so yeah, you, pick, you picked a good one here, I think. It's good to have a little bit of variety because maybe if you hadn't seen Gone Girl or you didn't like Gone Girl, didn't want to listen to the first episode... If you don't like Gone Girl, you haven't seen Gone Girl, I feel like you've probably seen The Princess Bride and you probably like The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two ends of the coin. I mean, like you said, I'd never seen it before. Um, definitely one of those ones that I missed out on. Anything else you want to talk about why you picked this specific movie? Or I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. It's sort of a, a nostalgic movie, which I think um, obviously everybody has. But yeah, it's sort of just a fun, dumb movie that you can watch over and over and over again. And yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites, so talk about summarize the plot a little bit um i guess i'll i kind of give my breakdown on what i think happened go for it i don't know any of these characters names they all, right. they all have strange names but they've uh, great names. essentially there's this kid who's sick and he's whining a bunch oh. this whiny little kid who's sick and then his grandpa shows up and he's like i'm gonna read you this story and the kid's like i don't like girl stories and like all that crap he doesn't say that exactly so then he reads him the story, which is The Princess Bride, um, yeah, basically. Off, off that, um, coming in, like, the first time I saw this, I was like, The Princess Bride? This is going to be, like, the girliest movie ever. I'm going to hate this movie. And I think they played it that well at the beginning, where he's like, yeah, yeah. is this going to be a kissing book? Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of a, a gimmicky start to the movie. Like, uh, a grandpa reading to a kid. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he reads the story, basically there's... A girl who lives on like a farm, and there's a farmhand. Buttercup and uh, Wesley. Buttercup, Wesley. the best name in the movie, no doubt. Queen Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> so they fall in love, but then he leaves, and they think he gets killed by pirates. And then she's supposed to get married to this prince. Um, from there, she gets like kidnapped, but then Wesley shows up, and he's actually alive, and he saves her. Um, but then the prince doesn't want them to be together, so he goes and kills Wesley. <laughs> Um, but then they're able to revive him, and he kills... He, well, he doesn't kill the prince, but yeah. they defeat the prince, and they ride away into the sunset together. And there's some other characters the, that kind of play in as the movie happens, but general that, idea of what happens. Yeah, that, that, that's the basic gist. There's a lot of like shenanigans and 
like stuff in between, but that <laughs> that is the basic plot, I think. So we both just watched this movie. Yeah. Um, literally probably with like when the last half hour or hour and a half. And what are your initial thoughts coming off this movie, rewatching it for, you know, however many times it's been, but what do you first think when you finish watching the movie? I mean the initial thoughts are it's a classic. I think this is about as good as you can get for like a family adventure film. Um, also, it's, I think it's one of the most quotable movies of all time. My name is Indigo Montoyo. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. Yeah. That's gold. That's I think that's top top four or five movie quote of all time. What else you got? You got Inconceivable. <laughs> Wallace Shawn, his greatest role of all time. That dude's awesome. Oh, and then, and then the, the the pastor at the end, marriage. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What did yeah. he say? Marriage is what brings us together today. I mean, golden. Um, the performance is great. The script is awesome. The pacing is awesome. I think, I don't know if this is a flawless movie, but I don't see many flaws in it. And if there are flaws, they like poke fun at it in itself. It's very meta. It knows what it is. I think Rob Reiner who I don't even think I've seen anything else he directs, but I mean, just the deadpan comedy, um, the shot that, the, the scene that stands out is uh, when he finally uh, meets up with the six, the six fingered guy. And he says, he says uh, the quote or whatever. And the guy just takes off running the other way. I think that's probably the best moment in the movie. Yeah, I, I love this movie. What were your initial thoughts? Oh, <laughs> honestly, a little overrated in my opinion. Yeah, that's now, fair. Like we said, you know, when you come back to a childhood movie that means something to you, it obviously you know stands the test of time better as opposed to me coming at it first time yeah. uh, in twenty twenty one taking a look at this movie. I definitely agree. It's a very quotable movie. I mean, I see people talking about it a lot on TikTok, and it's cool to now like see the references that people are making or like Marriage. the sounds <laughs> people are using or the just like the t- th- people talk about it and you know. The mask is like a very iconic like thing in pop culture, um, so it definitely like uh, stands up as like a pop culture event in the '80s that like still is very relevant today. It's, it's very of its time, and and like you're saying, it's very meta. It's very aware of what it is, and you kind of it, it. You just have to take it for what it is. It's a it's a kind of a cheesy story, but that's what makes that's it what good, it is, right? Yeah. Exactly. Probably not something that I personally connected to, but um, I see the value in it. That's fair. All right, so now we're going to move on to the <laughs> stupidest part of the movie. You stupid. And I'll uh, get a Yeah, since you that. hate this movie, you go over I don't, I don't <laughs> hate this movie, but... I'm joking, I'm joking. Stupid part of the movie for me is just the whole storytelling. He's reading the book to the kid, like that narrative device. I don't think it adds a whole lot to the plot. I think this movie would probably be just as good if you were just... Uh, did like a Shrek opening where you're opening a book... And you're, I know Shrek is obviously a parody, but you open the book, oh, Once Upon a Time, Here's the Princess Bride, and we go into the storytelling, like, uh, fairy tale land. And I think that would be just as effective as, like, some dumb kid getting read a book. <laughs> well, first off, this uh, is a, this side of the room hates the kid. This is a, <laughs> that kid. Well, yeah, first off, you didn't even know who Fred Savage was, which is, I a, still it's don't. an abomination. I've looked and. Fame, fame childhood never. actor. I feel like it's pretty well known. Fred Savage. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Sorry, I'm not a big, uh, Boy the Wonder world. Years. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, not a huge <laughs> Wonder Years. Whatever show you're Oh, but yeah, I mean, that is the gimmick I said before. I I think that's worth being in the movie just for the payoff at the end where the grandpa's like, as you wish. 
sort of like that bond between them. Yeah, that's a good through moment. the story. I think that's good. But yeah, obviously it's a gimmick. It's sort of just like to be there when something there's like a twist in the movie. So then Fred Savage be like, "Wait, what?" Like that whole dream sequence where the grandpa he says um, she she got married to the king. Fred Savage like, "What are you talking about? You can't. She can't be married to whoever." And then it was just all a dream. Like, I mean, it's very gimmicky, but yeah, I think that is probably the dumbest part of the movie. Yeah, I mean the the part where like he starts doing the characters' voices like the first time they break the fourth wall, yeah. and like the, the boy butts in, and then he like is doing the characters' voices, and it, it's I I don't like that. Also, the Shrek reference. I think Shrek ripped off this movie. I mean, oh, no, wow. absolutely, that's but what Shrek Lord did. Farquad, Farquhar, whatever his name is, is literally um, what's what's the princess. Pumpernickel or something, whatever his name is in this movie. They're literally the same character. Well, Except he's a little bit taller. If we want to get into Shrek, Shrek ripped off of like every piece of media that has to do with fairy tales. Or yeah, but I think he ripped off this movie. I think it tried to rip off other things, like obviously, but it was like low-key rip off of this entire movie. Um, anyway, moving on to my dumb thing. I said... Well, first off, this is a dumb movie. There, there's a lot of dumb stuff going on. Probably just like yeah i ignored the like obvious dumb stuff where it was like they're doing this on purpose yeah, yeah. a lot of things a, a lot of movies do this is bring a character back to life and i usually hate that i think that's a cardinal sin in a movie but i mean i'm honestly they didn't even need to do that in this movie they could have just been like oh he's he's really injured and then you know andre the giant comes in and saves him or whatever but they had to kill him for no reason yeah just i honestly just like other movies that do that really piss me off I don't know if you've seen Star Trek Into Darkness. No. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, they kill off Kirk, and then five minutes later, he's alive from this, like, magical blood or whatever. Obviously. Terrible, terrible movie. I hate that movie. But, yeah, I think just the cardinal sin of killing off character, and then ten minutes later, he's back in the story like nothing happened. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moments that are, like, you mentioned it last uh, podcast, like that deus ex machina. Um, yeah. When they're at the gates and they're like about to fight the sixty yards, and they're like, "Oh, if only we had a, a wheelbarrow. Oh, we have a wheelbarrow. And if only we had a cloak." And he's like, "Oh, he, he gave me one." Like, okay. that's really funny though. Yeah, yeah, that is true though. The day I said X Machina is, I think that's in every movie. You can always point that out. Some movies it's worse than others. This one it had like a fun, a fun twist on it, so I like that. Yep. But yeah. Alright, so now we're gonna move on to our favorite and least favorite characters. She is very gorgeous to me! Why don't you hit me with your favorite character first? I mean, the favorite's gotta be Inigo Montoya. I mean, I could do that quote. <laughs> I'm gonna do it one more time. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's the best character in the movie. I don't know. Just uh, the opening with him where he throws the rope to, to help Wesley get up. And then just continuing off that, him getting pissed drunk, and then Andre the Giant coming in. I love their dynamic too. Sort of um, everyone else is kind of disrespecting Andre the Giant, but him and uh, Ndingo Montoya are actually really good bros. Um, he's also got six stash. And then the the ending where he gets stabbed like three times, and there's no consequences. <laughs> he has the sheer willpower of fate <laughs> and just revenge. To, to kill uh, the six-fingered man. And yeah, I think he's the best character undoubtedly in this piece. I read something that like Mandy Patinkin like, took that as like his dad died of cancer and he was like defeating 
the cancer that killed his real father when he was like doing the scene and he like drew up on that. Fair enough. Very, <laughs> very strange, Mandy. But it's very specific. Yeah. For me, my favorite character, um, only in the movie for maybe ten minutes, not even that probably, is Miracle Max. Yeah. That's a Billy Crystal heat check right there. Yeah. Uh, shows up all done up in the makeup, prosthetics, old hair. Definitely, I think the funniest part of the movie. Just definitely the best. The lines. He's witty. I love Billy Crystal in this movie. Yeah, I think I just I think the fact that it's Billy Crystal like makes it more funny because like the voice does not match the body at all. Yeah, and he's just like, uh, yeah, I mean it's got to be like a really good reason. And then he's like, but also you need to pay me money. And I think it's just, it's pretty good stuff. It's good because his voice is so iconic, and you know that voice. But you have to do like a triple take because you're like, that's not Billy Crystal. But he keeps talking, and I mean he's a funny guy, so I mean it makes sense in the end. But yeah, I love that character. If he was in the movie more, he'd probably, probably be my favorite character. Yeah. And you know, you were talking about uh, Rob Reiner directing movies. Just, uh, I believe a few years later, he oh, would did go on to direct Her- When Harry Met Sally with uh, Billy Crystal. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. He also directed A Few Good Men, which is one of my favorites. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, you can't Least favorite character, Cody, who is it? Lord Farquaad, whatever. Prince Pumpernickel, whatever that guy's name is. I mean... I think there's a lot of good characters in here. He's obviously the one you're not supposed to like. And he's not, like, lovable, sort of like the six-fingered man. who sort of comes off as, like, this dick, but you still kind of like him. Uh, this Pumpernickel guy, he's just, like, a good tracker. What else does he do? He can't Pumperdink really... is his name. Pumperdink. Pumpernickel sounds cooler. <laughs> it should have been Pumpernickel. Yeah. Um, he, he can, he's like, just the least fleshed out, in my opinion. I think, I think he's pretty fleshed out. He's just an asshole who wants to get married... And he can track dogs and stuff. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. But he's in the movie a good amount. He's in the movie a lot, and he just like doesn't do a lot other than be like, oh, I want to marry her. And he's pretty much the ex machina personified. I would say yeah. he's always willing to fight along. He he has to capture them. He has to keep them apart. He has yeah. to kill him. He has <laughs> sixty guards in between them. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of uh, the script for him. Yeah. yeah, I've said it a bunch already. I hate that stupid kid. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm sorry, Fred Savage. I'm sure you're good. Fred Savage, if you see this, come at this man. He's disrespected you. How old is Fred Savage's movie? He's like what, twelve, thirteen? That kid's got chopped. I, I honestly just don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I could have definitely put me in the movie, but no, you that kid, not, you could not do Fred. That Savage's kid's annoying as hell. That's all I can say. Wow. The district. Moving on to the next category. <laughs> <laughs> who can act, Cody? In this movie, who can act? Wow. Yeah, okay, so first off, just bouncing off what you said in our last category, Billy Crystal's the best actor in this movie. He's in it for 10 minutes, and he steals, ha- I think, the second half of the movie by himself. I think he's just got um, the perfect voice, the perfect demeanor for that role. Uh, he also has even more iconic lines. <laughs> when his wife comes in, and he's like, She's a witch. And she's like, I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> That's gold. Oh, uh, yeah. I also had Andre the Giant. I mean, this is his best performance. Sort of like Tyler Perry in the last movie. Like, he doesn't act in anything else. He's a, he's a WWE wrestler. This is probably his only major... I mean, this isn't like a super serious movie. But, I mean, it's pretty serious. I don't think he's acted in, you know, anything else up to this level. He's actually pretty good. I like the whole rhyming thing. And his relationship with, yeah, Nigo Montoya, I thought it was one of the highlights in the movie. Yeah. Oh, also one more. Wallace Shawn. 
the little guy at the beginning. Him and him and Billy Crystal, if they had scenes together, that would have been a game changer in this movie, I think. Because the whole inconceivable thing. I don't know how many times he says it. It's probably like 15 times in like five minutes or something. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of just like an iconic. Vizzini is the character he plays. All Sean. His voice is so... I mean, whether it's The Incredibles or like whatever it yeah. may be. I feel like he's almost going a little too much he, at he points. He knows what movies he is. I think, uh, I think Billy Crystal is like right on the money of where he needs to be. But I think whilst uh, Sean goes a little too far. And then I think I think Mandy Patinkin also doesn't go too far. He would be my who can act the best in this movie. Obviously, we know Mandy Patinkin I probably like best in our generation from like Criminal Minds. I mean, I don't know if you've ever really yeah. watched that, but like that's the kind of persona he has for right. our age range. Obviously, this is drastically different than that. I think he's just he's he's putting on a show. He's having fun. Like he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin. What is he doing this movie? <laughs> you keep quoting him. What do you mean? Oh, that's a nigga Montoya. You didn't okay. know that's Manny Patinkin? <laughs> I thought you were talking about the six finger dude. dude no. These ca- this cast has weird names. Go on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Manny Patinkin's great in this movie. Yeah. He's, you keep quoting him. Um, the accent's great. <laughs> yeah, the accent is They did like all their own sword fighting. Like, yeah, it's, they trained it's for clear. that stuff. It, this is a, about as practical as movie as it can get. Like, the obviously the rats and the eels are like kind of weird looking, but the sword fighting. There's not really any obvious stumbles, I feel like. Like, when they're fighting that first scene with him and um, Wesley, like, you see one of their faces basically the entire time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's pretty cool. All right, let's hear your worst performance. It's my opinion! Um, I think we, we kind of mentioned this a little bit. Like, everybody in this movie honestly does a pretty good job. Like, um, everybody's kind of up to par. The person I would say is Chris Sarandon, who he plays Prince Pumpernickel, as you've uh, referred to him throughout the uh, pod. I think that's his name. So. <laughs> I would say it's not, but I just feel like he does the least. He's just kind of the most flat. Um, he, Like you mentioned, he has less to work with um, in terms of the writing for him. Mm-hmm. He's just not that interesting. Anybody could have done that. Um, that was kind of your criteria for the last podcast. Yeah, Put anybody in that role. They probably do just as well. Maybe put someone more handsome, too. Like, I mean, he's a decent-looking guy, but... No cold stone stunner prince like he's not he's not a I think, typical prince. I think that makes it more interesting if you've got like this like really uh, attractive guy who's a dick. I but, think they were going for the douchey look. Yeah, he's got the he's got the like weird haircut thing. But yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from there. I don't think uh, that was necessarily a bad performance. Sort of like that is my least favorite character, but I think he did about as good as you can do with that. Uh, but yeah, mine. Um, I wanted to say um, the Wesley guy, whatever his name is. He's in Stranger Things, too. I thought he was kind of shit in Stranger Things. And I didn't even realize he was in that. And then, what's his name? Something use. He's He's good in this. I mean, basically, he's just like the sappy guy who has all these sappy lines and stuff. In Stranger Things, he's pretty shit, I think. He, yeah, he's like the mayor or whatever. I thought he was all right in this. But yeah, my worst performance is definitely Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the kid. Interesting. Kid. Where that is that I mean, is an interesting take. Out, I, out of all the things in this movie, Fred Savage is undoubtedly the worst. I mean, his lines are you know a little iffy. He's also like ten years old, so I, I cut him some major slack. I'm not a hater like Gorman over here. You know, I, I respect the game, but um, yeah, I mean, he's undeniably the worst performance. I think. You know, I, you mentioned uh, Carrie Ulls and 
Stranger Things. I'd totally forgotten about that. I'd look it up. But he's Despero on Psych. Oh, that's the right. The art thief yeah, yeah, on Psych. Yeah. Like, that is... That's some, that is his top notch right there, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a good role. He even uh, went on to play uh, in like a making fun of Robin Hood. He, he played like Robin Hood. Yeah, um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, Men in Tights. I think he's a decent actor. But yeah. yeah. There's really nobody bad in this movie. I don't think so. No, it's. I mean, other than yeah, Fred Savage is terrible. <laughs> Dude's absolutely the worst thing I've ever seen. You're a hater. So we're now we're gonna move on to Cody versus. Um, we're going to see, will Cody have won this movie? Now, I just want to say, we're putting you in the shoes of uh, oh, Wesley. We're putting you in the yeah. shoes of Wesley, and you have all the physical skills of him. You have his looks. <laughs> no, no. Okay, you don't have no, his no, looks. No, no. You I'm, have I'm... his physical skills, I say. Okay, I can fence, sure. Yeah, We're yeah, throwing yeah. me You can movie. fence, but it's your brain, your social skills. Yeah. And your looks, I'm sure. being thrown into the movie. That's, that's but you can out. fence. Because I feel like that... Okay. Yeah, we're throwing it also. I know how to fence. Well, I would have been a pirate for five years, so I would have picked it up. Probably. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I say, yeah, dude. I think I have a good shot in this movie. Um, the guy, uh, Pumpernickel's a coward, so, I mean, he can kill me. Billy Crystal's bringing me back to life, and then, you know, the whole squad showing up, take these dudes down. Six-finger guys running away. I mean, if I can fence, I don't actually... You know, the more I think about it, at the end, he kind of just bluffed his way through. I don't know if I can do that, but um, I think if you give me, like, you know, 30 minutes to, you know, set my uh, set my stamina level back to normal, I think I could win this movie pretty easily. If true love's involved, dude, come on now. Um, You think you could withstand the, the life being sucked out of you? You have the willpower <laughs> to come well, back from that? Wesley didn't either. He died. Well, yeah. I said Billy Chris is going to be like, just be like, yeah, I'd give up at this point. <laughs> I mean, so did the character. Nah, nah, I'll give you some credit. I uh, I do think you would win this movie if you can fence. Um, th- that's the thing about this. Like the challenges that are presented are not that hard to overcome realistically. Um, I think I would do some of them differently. I mean, like if I had to, you know, duel with Andre the Giant like at the beginning, I'd probably just run away. Like I could outrun that dude. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, if I have a tolerance to poison, that would basically get me out of any like situation. Poison everybody. I mean, yeah. Just throw poison in every cup possible. I think I'm good. Yeah. I feel like you'd be uh, mocking uh, Wallace Smith's character a little bit more. <laughs> he was a lot more cool, calm, and collected in that scene with the poison. He's just true. like sitting back. I, I think you'd be talking some smack. I think I'd make sure. it going to be more interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know uh, about your skills with the ladies as much. I think that might be getting called into the question do you pull buttercup it's only one one lady though yeah i mean if i'm i guess all you have to say is as you wish and you got her (laughs) i'm a cool farm boy yeah janae is not a hard pull i guess i don't think i could probably pull uh you know buttercup maybe in this this situation specifically you're the only man she can see i mean it's a very specific situation me and um pumpernickel probably look a little bit alike actually um yeah, I think if I was thrown in the movie, I'd make it more interesting because Wesley's sort of just like this boring. Oh, he's such a nice guy; he'll never do anything. But I'd be in there, spitting bars, throwing hands, <laughs> slicing and dicing people up, dude. Yeah. I'd, I'd be the real pirate, I think. So yeah, very eloquent. I think I'd win the movie. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, so what are we adding to Fortnite? It's the guy from Fortnite. You know, Fortnite just got an update today. Actually, not very happy with it. Well, so um, but new season. What are we throwing in? 
You go first. Um, I've got a skin, a location, and um, just a emote. So first, the skin. I think Dread Pirate Roberts, like when Wesley's wearing the black mask over his eyes, yeah. he's got the whole black outfit. That's probably the most iconic character look from the movie. Like if you see that, you recognize like, okay, this is the Princess Bride. Like that's all over the place. Um, I think that'd also be kind of just cool to use, honestly. I agree. Uh, I think the fire swamp could be like a really cool location. Put that, forget Weeping Woods, give me fire swamp. <laughs> Have fire pop With up. Rats? And the, well, that's the thing. They added animals to the game. Oh, that, like you yeah. fight, throw the rats in there, throw the eels in the rivers. I, don't, I mean, I think that's great. And then finally, just like a cool like sword move emo, like a fencing, doing some flourishing. That, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think this movie has a lot to offer Fortnite. Uh, I also had the black mask for skin written down. I think that's that actually be sick. I might actually buy that if they did that. Um, I also had um, Andre the Giant as a skin, <laughs> but he's like Groot, so he's really tall and really big. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Then the last thing I had, um, sort of building off the fencing thing, they used to have lightsabers in the game. Why don't you just put like actual fencing swords in, like for a weapon? So you like stab people, you can block. They did it with lightsabers, it was terrible. So you might as well do it with like swords. Well, they did it with swords too, not fencing swords. Like a separate game mode or in the regular no, game? No, in the regular game. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. I'm down for it. So now we're going to either replace an actor or replace the director of the movie. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I don't think this should be bound by time. I don't know if you went with that. No, so I, agree with I, that. I, I picked two actors that are. Uh, currently acting or like currently fit the ages mm-hmm. of the roles. I did choose two people instead of one because I had a couple choices. But uh, so yeah, not bound by this is 1987. This could be 2021. This could be any year we want. You so. could prime any actor or actress you want to yeah. throw in. Absolutely. Um, so you go ahead and get us started. All right. I also have two, so we can just go back and forth. Awesome. Uh, my first one is Prime Brad Pitt. Throw him in uh, for Wesley. I think he'd bring a lot more to that character. I don't know if he's better looking. They're probably about equal. <laughs> I think most people would probably say uh, Brad Pitt is better looking. I don't know, but that, that's your opinion, you know. Definitely more famous. Oh yeah, definitely more famous. And I think he's a better actor than this Yules guy. So that's um, like Brad Pitt, like what, like ninety five? You think? Or like yeah, a little like, later, maybe like two thousand. I say like a couple years before seven. So like, yeah, early nineties. Oh, like ninety two. Yeah. I don't know if that's prime Brad Pitt, but okay. <laughs> What's Prime Brad Pitt? 95? I think like post seven. I mean, ninety five is Fight Club, and seven is what like ninety seven. I think maybe. Yeah, I want I want him on the younger side here though. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, Who's your first pick? All right, so I don't know. I've been watching uh, Jojo Rabbit. Well, I've seen it before, but I'm rewatching it. And have you seen that movie? No, Taika Waititi. There's, yeah, there's a kid in it. His name's Roman Griffin Davis. Replace yeah. Fred Savage. <laughs> Give me that little kid. He's got passion. He's got energy. I could believe it. He can talk some smack. He would be, I think, so much better in that role. I think today, kid actors are just like generally a lot better anyways. Yeah. But I, I think he would be really fun in this movie. And I think I, if we, you give me Roman Griffin Davis in that role, I would never speak ill of the kid ever again <laughs> this Fred Savage slander dude I'm not standing for it. dude I don't know he said he was the worst he is the worst but he's not bad ah, calm down I disagree I disagree alright who are you my second pick I actually went for the director uh, Rob Reiner like I said he's good he's alright 
She's actually good in, uh, in New Girl. So, <laughs> Jess's dad, Jess's yeah. Dad, yeah. I like he plays the, the father in Wolf of Wall Street as well. Yeah. The, the uh, equalizer. <laughs> He's in the equalizer? No, he, no, he loves the equalizer oh, in okay. that show. and. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yeah, yeah. He's good in that. I like him in that. Um, yeah. I said swap him out. And I say, dude, let's throw on Spielberg. Prime Spielberg, a little E.T. action. He's good with kids, so you know, he'll help out Fred Savage <laughs> with his lives. But just sort of the, the action adventure family film, I think that's Spielberg's forte. That's what he does really well. Throw a little Indy Jones in here. I think it'd be a completely different movie, which might, you know, ruin my childhood a little bit. <laughs> what do you think happens to like the effects in this movie? So like the eels, do you think those get better? The rats, or do you think they're worse? They're, I mean, they're probably better. The practical effects aren't bad in this movie. They're just obviously practical effects. Um, I think Spielberg is pretty good. Obviously, like Jaws, that's pretty realistic. I think they get better, that time but period. they make the movie worse. Because I think they're at a good spot where they kind of fit the vibe of the movie where like this is all kind of a joke. Yeah. And I think Spielberg maybe takes this movie a little too seriously. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be a completely different movie. I don't think it'd be this sort of fun movie. I think it'd be an actual adventure, sort of Indiana Jones movie. I would probably like it better. Yeah, I think you would too. Uh, My pick was specifically for you there. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think this is one of those movies where the director has less of an influence. I mean, Definitely. it's always tough to say like how much is the director, how much is the acting, how much is the cinematographer, how much is the script itself. Obviously, uh, Rob Reiner didn't write the script. I think this is one of those movies where you switch out the director, not a ton changes. Um, Rob Reiner's not necessarily doing a lot to where it's like super important that he's the one that directed this. I think the script is what makes it special. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like the last movie we talked about, Gone Girl. I think that movie is significantly worse if it's not David Fincher. And then my second choice, yeah, he's a little young for this role, so maybe like give it to him in ten years, but. Mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen do you know Mads Mikkelsen yeah. uh, make him the granddad <laughs> we're replacing the granddad <laughs> taking out those entire like, scenes maybe it doesn't have to be 10 years just give him a little bit of prosthetics or like some facial hair to make yeah. him look a little older but I think he would also add to like being funny and then he also is kind of like an immigrant then which would make things interesting and I think I don't think his Replace voice... Replace the whole season. <laughs> the whole voiceover thing. I don't think his voice works that. He's got the... Have you seen Rogue One? He does some voiceover that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a weird voice that. I, no, I want full accent. Mads Nicholson. I thought the grandpa was played by um, that one guy in Super Mario Brothers. The guy who plays Mario. John Leguizamo, I think. Oh, that's the other guy. The guy in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The grandfather's played by Peter Falk. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, He's supposedly famous. I don't know. Either. He's... I mean, he's in a lot of stuff that I've never seen before. But yeah, I think that's a terrible choice for being honest. Mads Mikkelsen, dude. For, yeah, I mean, what you said, he's too young. Also, his voice sucks. That's the only thing that Grandpa does, is just do voiceover. I think I, I we're having more fun. If you pick, like, Morgan Freeman or somebody, I just like that. <laughs> keep, keep the kid, but Morgan Freeman is Grandpa. That's a, definitely a better movie. Oh, Fred Savage would point. pop off Morgan. What about like, uh, how about Tom Robbins or Tim Robbins? Tom Robbins. <laughs> Tim Robbins is a good voiceover, yeah. I like that. He's probably good. He, he's, he's not old enough yet. Oh, he? he's definitely old enough now. If you throw him in right now today, he's at least 70-something. He's 62. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. actually pretty young. Mads Mikkelsen's 55 for the record. Whatever. Yeah, but his voice sucks. I. That's slander, honestly. That's disrespectful. <laughs> okay, that's coming from a Fred Savage boy over here. I, I think everyone would... General consensus is Mads Mikkelsen is definitely better than Fred Savage, whoever the, 
What? That's not what we were arguing. <laughs> you said, well, all right. Mads Mikkelsen we'll is not this. good for this role, dude. You're, you're not a very, I would love to see the screen test. I'll send you some links. You shouldn't be a good... We're going to throw a video of Mad Mickelson right here. Good thing you're not a casting director, dude. You've had terrible choices back-to-back. There'll week. be a video of Mad Mickelson. You replaced Tyler Perry. Okay, you replaced the grandpa. The Roman Griffiths Davis? Amazing. That's fine, but hey. Fred Savage is good, so... You picked Tyler Perry to be replaced You said Fred Savage was the worst performance. Yeah, but he's still good. He's 12 years old. Yeah, 12 years is going to be worse than, you know, all these other people who are like 40. Well, this kid's like 8, and he could kill it better. Okay, either way. He's all right. All right, we're moving on to the uh, IMDb trivia section of this podcast. Naked grandma! Naked, huh? So I'm going to hit you with a couple facts, and you're going to, you know, kind of let me know what you think, and we can talk through them. Yeah. So, according to author uh, William Goldman, which is the guy who actually wrote, wrote the, the script, wrote the book, and then and was trying to get it made into a movie, um, when he was trying to get the movie made in the 1970s, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wasn't really that known in the 70s, wanted to play Fezzik, the role that Andre the Giant obviously plays okay. in this movie. He was strongly considered, um, but Goldman could never like get the first choice, which was Andre the Giant, so they were considering Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and then by the time they finally made the movie, like 10, 15 years later, Andre, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a huge star and Probably his budget was, yeah, like yeah. the amount of money that it would cost to afford him was way too high. And then they ended up getting Andre the Giant, which was the first choice. And then, um, those two guys were actually good friends at the time. So, all right. <laughs> That's the, I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Sort of, you just want this big bulking guy. I think Andre Giant was probably the first choice just because he has... You know, better hair than Arnold. You get that sort of medieval, grown out, curly hair look. I yeah. think Arnold. Really I think Andre out. the Giant. No offense to him, but I think he plays the like dumb oaf probably better than Schwarzenegger does. Yeah, Schwarzenegger would like. Maybe tried, that's because we've seen like Schwarzenegger now. He'd like, be trying to act too much, like he's dumb. I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty natural with Andre the Giant. So. uh Director Rob Reiner actually had to leave the set when Billy Crystal was doing all of his scenes because he was just laughing so hard <laughs> watching it happen. Like he would feel sick to his stomach. It was so funny, so he had to leave. Huh. And uh, I, I definitely think it was funny. I don't think it's that funny. Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of great of outtakes. Yeah. Uh, so Billy Crystal probably said some things that got cut from the movie. He was probably just riffing. Like, yeah. I doubt he cared what the script was. He was probably just definitely fun. all over the place. That was definitely the funniest part of the movie, though, for me. Another thing, uh, despite the character of Fezzik having almost superhuman strength, under the giant's back problems were so serious at the time of filming this, he was literally not allowed to lift anything heavy. Huh. So, like, even in the scene where Robin Wright oh, no, jumps no. out of the windows and then he's, like, holding her, he couldn't even hold her. They had her on wires just to hold her. Huh. Um, he couldn't support herself. Obviously, under the giant had a lot of medical issues I mean yeah. he died like six years yeah, he died really after young. this came out yeah. he's like 46 but I think it's interesting you've got this huge bulking character but he couldn't lift anything in this movie also in uh, the duel scene where he was getting choked out I think it was that was not him half the time it's mm. like his face I don't know I just I realized it this last time watching it like his face is like it looks like a mask or something it's just not him so that, that doesn't make sense because I mean he was on his back and that's that's the spot where it was supposed to be the worst, I guess. But yeah, that's crazy. So, and then the last thing, uh, talking about the quotable parts of this movie. Yeah. As You Wish is said seven times throughout the movie. Okay. Four times by Wesley, three times by the grandfather. It's probably like three times in the first minute, though. Yeah, it's true. 
Inconceivable. Hit me with it. We got a count of Inconceivable. It said five times. Nice. You said 15 earlier. That's a little off. <laughs> Maybe a bit of a gross exaggeration. Dull. And then, of course, the famous line that you love to quote. One oh, more time. One more time. <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoyo. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Is said Four? six times. Six. Nice. I think the the first time he says it, he doesn't say prepare to die, right? Well, he doesn't say you either. He just says, I'm going to say... I don't know, maybe he does. I, I It's said six times in general sense. I think he does say it the first time, prepared today. All uh, right. Um, so that's uh, all of our categories. So now we're going to move on to our rating of this movie. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? It's my favorite. Out of 69 for no particular reason. Cody, what do you give this movie? I want you to go first. You're gonna you're gonna shame this movie. I want to end on a positive note. Let's hear the rating. What'd you give uh, Gone Girl? Fifty five. Fifty five for Gone Girl. Oh, this is gonna be ugly. Let's hear it. I'm giving this movie a forty. <laughs> That's a straight up F. I mean, it's higher than a fifty percent though. No. Uh, what'd you say? Forty out of forty 69? out of sixty nine. Oh, Oh, sixty nine. Yeah. yeah. What is that? That's more than fifty. I mean, if you it's probably like fifty five. It's not good. It, it well, mm. you didn't even do it. Right. <laughs> Sixty divided by forty. It's a fifty-eight percent. That's an F. Yeah, I mean it's an F, but okay, we're building a scale here. So, yeah. Gone Girl was a fifty-five. This is a oh, do your spiel. Why? Why do you think it's that? I mean, like I said, it's kind of just overhyped. Like, I think it's a fine movie. I probably will never choose to watch this film again in my life. The only reason I might, Mina likes it a lot. She was saying it's one of her favorite movies. Good taste. You talked to her about that after this, but personally, would never choose to watch it again. Rewatchability is a huge thing for me. Um, I'm not super critical on movies a lot, but if I can't rewatch it and enjoy it, it's just not for me. So it's a 40. I think that's. A good distance from Gone Girl from my previous rating, so yeah, that's fair. I mean, obviously, not every everybody's gonna like the same movies, so you know it's fine. I gave it a much much higher rating. I gave Gone Girl, I believe, a sixty. I believe that's what I gave it. Um, and I mean, I I fairly like that movie, but I had a lot of issues with it with uh, with Gone Girl. This movie I gave a sixty four out of sixty nine. I think it's definitely in my top ten. Uh, all-time favorite movies so it's gotta be pretty high uh, 64 yeah I mean going off what you said this is definitely one of the movies I watched the most um, the rewatchability the iconic quotes I think I just like doing the quotes when they happen in the movies so that, so that adds to me but yeah I think the script the script is hilarious obviously great cast I don't know if there's uh, a better cast out there it's a really good ensemble cast yeah especially like 80s ensemble cast like for comedic, pretty yeah, solid comedic uh, action adventure. I think it's great. Most um, of those people have continued to have careers or like were in something else at least. Oh yeah, this was the springboard for a lot of people. Yeah, especially uh, the girl or whatever her name was, uh, Robin Wright. Yeah, Jinnae. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think sixty four out of sixty nine. I mean, it's not my favorite movie, but it's in the top ten. That's pretty pretty dang high. So yeah, so that gives the official cap rating of a fifty two. <laughs> Yeah, you're capping, bro. <laughs> 40 out of 69. Cap rating 52. Uh, Gone Girl has a 57, so currently in second place out of that's, two that's movies. That's not bad, uh, comparatively. Yeah, only, I think only that's two a off good Gone spot. Like, I we, that. we have a good balance there on that one. 
Um, you're definitely capping. What's uh, what's something you've seen recently that you liked? Anything you want to share? Um, what do I watch this week? You go first. I don't even know. Like I mentioned, I haven't finished it, but I've re- seen it before. Jojo Rabbit, fantastic movie. I think Taika Waititi's sense of humor is like so obvious. Like you can pick up on his very particular sense of humor across all of his movies, whether it's Hunt for the Wilder People or Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit. Um, I just really appreciate his humor. Um, the Korg lines in Thor Ragnarok, it's like that type of humor, but like over the top and he's making fun of Nazis. So I think Jojo Rabbit's a great movie with a great child performance and also a very <laughs> good Scarlett Johansson performance. A very, oh, I think an underrated Scarlett underrated Jo performance. Scarlett, yeah. um, I think she does really well in that movie. Definitely check out Jojo Rabbit. You just won't leave, you know, kid performances alone, dude. Hey, man. Tough. All right. But yeah. Um, Give me Noah Jupe, Jacob Tremblay. Like, these guys are iconic. And you Tremblay's just... not that good. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Um, I was debating to do my episode on this or Happy Gilmore. And I did actually watch Happy Gilmore. Um, I rented it. Uh, oh, no. Is it on Hulu? I don't even remember. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, no, I did, I did rent it then. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I don't remember. But yeah, that's classic comedy. Maybe you should have done it on that Corbin doesn't see that either. Maybe you would have liked that one. Um, but yeah, I'm also continuing to watch How I Met Your Mother, and it's just continually getting worse. So, yeah. That's I'll give I'm... a recommendation of something not to watch. Don't watch any of Zack Snyder's movies, period, but specifically oh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. I've been rewatching those in preparation for the you are gonna Snyder watch Cut. I will watch when it comes out. Um, just I, I feel I like you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it. I don't think his movies are that great. <laughs> Watchmen is okay. I, I like Watchmen. I like Watchmen, but I haven't read a the lot of people novel. say exactly. A lot yeah. of people say it's very unfaithful to the source material. Um, that dude just is weird. He's a, he's a visual director. He, that's what he cares about. Yeah, give me like dark images and grainy shots and Superman and Batman fighting for reasons that are that less impressive. Like. I think the reasons that Cap and uh, Iron Man fight in Civil War are stupid, but the ones in Batman vs. Superman are even more dumb. At least they're plausible, though. They give a reason. Like, they yeah. destroyed cities and people have died. Batman and Superman, oh, Batman doesn't like him. It's basically just two dudes, you know, trying to see who's e- the bigger man. Big yeah. egos, yeah. yeah. Alright, um, again, thanks for watching. Appreciate watching, listening. Um... Maybe you have a guest next week, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Recommend movies for us to do if um, you guys yeah. have, think uh, we might have differing opinions on a movie. When uh, when it goes to I pick the movie the next time, I've got a whole list of movies that I know Cody hasn't seen, but I know it's a little tougher for him. He's probably just going to pick some movies we've both seen. I'm just going to pick movies that we have differing opinions on because I, yeah. think, I think that's interesting. Um, me personally, this is going to be my personal film school for Cody. I'm going to be showing him <laughs> some great movies that he missed out on. Um, the the list is is endless, and I think you're going to find some new favorite movies over the course of this podcast. I really believe that. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I think you're going to be very surprised. All right. Like we said, thanks for watching. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Send it to your grandma. Keep coming back, yeah. Peace. See you.